Welcome to the podcast of Saved Radio. May this episode help you get closer to Jesus even more. So this afternoon, mga kaliktas, we're very honored and pleased to have our guest. He's a professor of uh, from internet. Uh, International Graduate School of Leadership, mm-hmm. IGSL. Yeah. And uh, he's also the author of this book. Woo! And some of our some of you are really excited to have the, a copy of this. I, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook wanted to have a copy. We're working on it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the title of the book is Why Evangelical Theology Needs the Global Church. So it's a very interesting book. And because we have the guests, we got to talk about some parts of the book. So maybe if, after the show, you might be excited to have a copy as well now let's introduce our guests you can see on the screen is dr stephen pardue hello yeah hey. thank you yeah, what doctor. a privilege to be here with you yeah also yeah. and you know tello is the the one who's really pushing on uh, you have to have dr pardue in the show yeah because well, we had him last time yes yeah. that's right yeah, yeah i think that was the one who you commented I right i tuned in yes. yeah you tuned yeah. in yeah. so thanks tello yeah yeah it's an honor for you, uh, for me, also us on Save Radio for, to have no. you on the show. No, it's so, my pleasure. <laughs> so, of course, it's the title of the, the program is What's Up. So mm-hmm. we want to say what's up to you, Thank Dr. You. Pardue. And yeah. um, we want to get to know you more. So who's Dr. Pardue? Who, who, what are you doing um, aside from being a professor or some of the classes you've been teaching or position? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, can you tell us also your journey um, in your... Um, how you met Christ and that the time that you be on scholarship. Yeah. So can you yeah. introduce to the world, to mga kaliktas? We All call right. our audience kaliktas. Yes, so okay. Uh, do the honor. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Corey Daniel, for having me on. And yeah. uh, thank you uh, for asking about the book. And uh, I'll share a little bit about myself first. Yeah. Uh, sure. So, um, yeah, as uh, Corey Daniel shared, I am a professor at the International Graduate School of Leadership. I also teach and direct the THM and PhD program in theological studies for the Asia Graduate School of Theology, AGST. Um, I love what I'm doing. It's, I think, the best job in the world. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, I, uh, my story of meeting Jesus uh, starts in the Philippines, actually. I, my family moved to Mindanao. Mm-hmm. Uh, Butuan City when I was a baby two Butuan. months old yeah wow and then later to Davao City and that's home for me mm-hmm. uh, and it was there that I uh, you know really was uh, got to meet Jesus through a local church mm-hmm. um, a local Filipino church that's where I was saved baptized uh, in the, the ocean off uh, off the coast of Mindanao wow um, and I'm so grateful that I got to experience that mm-hmm. um, in fact it feeds into the book because uh, I got to experience this growing, vibrant season of the Filipino church where mm-hmm. um, there is this excitement about the gospel. And um, uh, that happens everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, praise the Lord, every, everywhere in different seasons. But in this latest season, it's great to be part of the church here in the Philippines, here mm-hmm. in Asia. So that's how I met Jesus. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So, um, how did you like transition now that you're saved and everything and yeah. now transitioned into your profession as a professor mm-hmm. and scholar so what's the journey about yeah so I think the journey starts with I, 
I went to college uh, to a place called Wheaton College. Mm. I had just heard of it. <laughs> I, I, honestly, like I didn't know anything about it. I'm not from that area or anything, but I had heard a lot about it in missions. They have mm. a, a major, uh, you know, influence in the world missions movement. So I thought I'll go there. Mm. I don't know what I want to study, <laughs> and um, it just so happened I stumbled into a Greek class. Um, mm. I signed up for the 8 a.m. Greek class. There was a lot of space. 8 a.m. <laughs> no one wanted to do Greek <laughs> at 8 a.m. So um, I had an amazing teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Scott Haifman, who is a New Testament scholar, I didn't know who he was, <laughs> but I found out that uh, I loved it. I, I thought this is an amazing way to engage uh, my faith more yeah. deeply. So I took as much Greek and Hebrew as I could in college, <laughs> and uh, and that led me actually into the, the study of theology yeah. because I wanted to not only think about each text on its own, but how the Bible fits together. Mm-hmm and how we fit that along with the tradition of the church mm-hmm. and even issues like culture. So uh, that that is how I stumbled into uh, <laughs> becoming a professional theologian yeah. <laughs> for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. So how how are you as a professor now and serving in IGSL and some some of your some of the students or your students I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So how's a how's the professor's life? How's the academic life going on? Oh well, so as I said before, I think it is it's the best thing in the world to be <laughs> able to talk all day about uh, God and His works <laughs> with people who are curious and yeah. trying to serve the church. So I think uh, bottom line where, you know, uh, this is all intellectually interesting. That Mm -hmm. can be one way to do theology and that's okay. Um, But uh, at IGSL, at AGST, our hope is that theology always is designed to uh, uh, plumb the depths of the gospel Mm -hmm. uh, for the sake of the local church and the global church. That's great. So, yeah, that's, that's great. what I get to do all day. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I hope I, t- I, I could do that someday as well. Yeah. Well, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we ask the second question, uh, there's some people who messaged or commented on our, okay. our live stream. So Israel Bunsoy, he is one of my classmates in BSOP. Listening here, brother. Yeah, it's nice to see you, Israel. It's one of my classmates. And you want to shout out to Dr. Joel Williams. Yes. Because he's really excited to have you. It's yes. to see you in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Joel is the best. And his wife, Becky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope to have him on the show as well. I hope soon. you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has lots to say. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of a lot to say, and we have your book here, Why Evangelical mm-hmm. Theology um, Needs the Global Church. So before we take a break, can you give us like a, a background or the purpose why you wrote this book? Sure. How yeah. long do I have before the break? No, so you can do five explain. minutes. Okay, all right, sure. All right, <laughs> yeah. just to make sure I don't go on too long. Okay, so uh, the origin of the book really starts with this. So as I said, I grew up in the Filipino church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only moved to the U.S. for my college studies and then was there for about 10 years. And mm-hmm. at the end of my Ph.D., I started teaching uh, in, uh, at Wheaton College. Yeah. I, I had returned there for my Ph.D. And I started sharing about with, with these North American students about the exciting things happening in the, in the worldwide body mm-hmm. of Christ beyond North America. And I told them, you know, if you want to really see the future of evangelical theology, go outside of the West. Go look at Asia, Africa, Latin America. Mm-hmm. Read those uh, authors and uh, writers mm-hmm. who are um, doing, I think, helping us to see aspects of the gospel that we often miss yeah. in our context. And, you know, to their maybe credit or blame, they listened to me <laughs> uh, and they said, okay, let's do it. Let's read it. So I started trying to help them, you know, access these resources. Mm-hmm. And I found that immediately there's a problem because, you know, we had an article here, we had yeah. little pieces here and there, but really um, at that time, it was very hard from North America or the West to access the theology of the global church. Mm-hmm. 
And so uh, I worked with some colleagues to try to fix that. Yeah. So we said, let's let's create some books. Mm-hmm. So we brought together scholars from all over the world to address different issues like Christology, the Trinity, mm-hmm. um, and we ended up publishing those as books uh, called yeah. the Majority World Theology Series. Um, and I had a, a great time. It was amazing yeah. uh, over six years. But then I realized there's still a problem mm-hmm. uh, because... Um, fundamentally, those books were now starting to p- provide access. Yeah. But evangelicals that I ran into at church or in other places here in Asia as well as in the West would say, why does it matter uh, whether you're Filipino or Chinese yeah. or Ghanaian mm-hmm. or American? When you're doing theology, it's just the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible's the same in every place. And um, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's also uh, mistaken also. Mm-hmm. And so I, I realized, actually, I need to explain why should we pay attention to these diverse voices yeah. um, from biblical reasons and evangelical theological reasons. Yeah. Why, should we, why should we listen? Why should we be interested in that? And that's so. really exciting. And we're going to yeah. dig in some more yeah. on this book later on. So thank you for giving us that wonderful um, introduction that we're going to talk about yeah. after the break. Sounds good. So now we're going to take a break. All right. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So before we take a break, um, let me read some comments here in our live stream. Let me give... Let me. We, we have two mouses oh, here. Oh, Atefeda. Yeah. Atefeda is <laughs> wow. here. Congrats. Proud of you from Davao. Uh, Atefeda is one of your relatives or friends? Uh, or? She was a very close family friend, like wow. my aunt. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And wow. Ron Domingo. Yeah. You know Ron. Right. Yeah. Ron's he was a good here brother. before. Oh really? Yeah. He performed. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He he's one of great. his songs. Good. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Go Steve. Hey, Hello. We miss you, Ron. Yeah. We miss you at the Joanna. <laughs> we miss you here. All right. So these are the people, and we have also from the Viber community later on. I'm gonna read some of those comments. We don't have it yet. Sounds so maybe good. they're having their break. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and let's have our break also. Okay. All right. So, Makalikta, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to play the songs on Save Radio app. We're gonna not we're not going to play it here on Facebook. So, if we're going to drink the break, you can go now to the app, turn the mute on uh, this Facebook page or in YouTube if you're watching. And you can go to save.ph if you want to listen on the desktop alright mm-hmm. sounds good that. and we're gonna play a track that's been requested by Dr. Pardu he's a fan of City of Light so we're gonna play some City of Light songs it's one of the track of City of Light with a collaboration with the Philippine Survivor Network chapter or cha- a choir rather here's City of Light with Jesus Strong and Kind it's only here on Sage Radio we'll take you back the airwaves What's for up? Jesus Take you back the airwaves for Jesus as a Sage Radio and you're tuning in to What's Up, where we talk about life and everything else around the metro. Yes, I'm still with Dr. Stephen Pardue, author of Why Evangel- Evangelical Theology Needs the Global Church. And later on, we're going to do some announcements regarding the book. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have Dr. Stephen here, so he'll do the honors of saying the announcement. <laughs> okay, yeah, you want to do right. it in a bit. Sure, sure. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so we have some comments here on our Facebook page. This is from Modesto Bio or Biolango. Bio? Biolango. Yeah. Your student. Hey, third. Your student? Yep. Oh, in Zamboanga. Wow. Yeah. And Fran, of course. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Fran. Uh, Ate Fran, thank you. because It's because of Ate Fran that you yes, get connected. That's right. So we yes. want to thank Ate Fran and Tello for doing this yeah. and making it possible. So. 
We're I'm thankful happy. for your life. Yes. <laughs> All right. So if you have any questions, makaliktas, you can send that in our live chat or in our uh, Save Radio Viber community. And later on, we're gonna look at it in our YouTube page. Maybe mm-hmm. have questions on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I guess we don't have it yet for now. So later on, we're gonna have that questions for you. Now we're gonna talk about the book. Why evangelical theology needs the global church. Now we have some questions for you. So first, what is theology? <laughs> All right, let's start. Start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, so what is yeah. theology? So makalikta sa tayo listening. Yeah. So theology is the disciplined uh, work of learning to speak well mm-hmm. of the triune God and all of His works. That's how I would put it. So can, can you say that again? Yeah. The yeah. disciplined uh, uh, work mm-hmm. of learning to speak well of the triune God and all of his works. Mm, that's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. I'm going to answer that in our systematic exam. Okay. All right. You can, you can use it. You, <laughs> you can, can use it and then yeah. dash Dr. Pardew. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Joel, I'm going to answer that in your test. <laughs> so now we know the basic Mm-hmm. So what's theology? Now yeah. let's go to evangelical theology. So we know that theology is a lot of branches. Yeah. And now evangel- evangelical theology has been ringing mm-hmm. in scholarship and mm-hmm. even churches. So mm-hmm. can you now give us a a definition of mm-hmm. what is evangelical theology? Yeah. yeah. So I can I can try to describe it. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's actually lots of debate about who gets to define the term evangelical yeah. whether it's even a good term anymore even if it's a dem- domination uh, right <laughs> yeah yeah so um what i would say is i think there's a consensus around uh, a few things mm-hmm. number one evangelicals highly value scripture mm-hmm. uh, so they believe that scripture is the word of god and therefore in their theology they emphasize the Bible. Yeah. That sounds obvious, maybe, to many who are listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's not always the case in every branch of theology. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number two, uh, evangelicals highly value the gospel. Yeah. Uh, and particularly the saving death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um so in our theology, that plays a significant role. Yeah. All right. Again, yeah, again. probably not not too surprising <laughs> for most people. But um, uh, the other thing I would say is uh, evangelicals have a high view of mission. Mm-hmm. So we believe the church is called to make the gospel known to all nations, mm-hmm. to every people group, and yeah. even to all of our neighbors and so on. Mm-hmm. So we are fundamentally evangelistic. That's yeah. part of where the term evangel- evangelical comes from. And then the last thing I would say is that evangelical theology is characterized by a desire to make sure that the church in her life uh, in the world Mm -hmm. echoes the justice, beauty, and goodness of God. So we care not just about right thinking, but also about right action and right attitudes and heart. Yeah. So we have branches of theology like systematic theology mm-hmm. you mentioned or mm-hmm. any part. So what's the difference mm, of yeah. evangelical theology versus uh, I've heard systematic theology. So what's mm, the difference okay. with systematic? Yeah, so, great question. So I think it's better to think of evangelical as a general descriptor of a style of doing theology. Okay. And it's characterized by those other things. Now, uh, once you decide you want to talk about God and mm. think about him and his works, um, you have to decide, okay, what tools, how will I do that, yeah. right? So systematic theology mm-hmm. is a way of trying to say, how do we systematically, carefully, mm-hmm. uh, with attention to how this thing over here affects this thing over here, yeah. um, make sure that we are speaking in a coherent way yeah. about the gospel. Um, 
Now, there's also biblical, biblical theology, theology yeah. right? So um, that's an effort to not so much use uh, philosophical systems mm-hmm. or other things like that. It's actually a reaction against that mm-hmm. to try to just use the Bible's terms mm-hmm. to speak about um, the the same terms, the same themes, same same ideas mm-hmm. that the biblical authors would use. Now. I think uh, we all want to do theology that is biblical. Yeah. If you're evangelical, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, all of your theology is biblical, even if it is also systematic. Um, so uh, I see theology as an integrative process where yeah. you're going to learn as much as you can from everywhere, mm-hmm. from scripture, from uh, the his- church history, from philosophy, from even your own experience as a Christian. Yeah. Um, all of that is going to feed into learning how to talk about God and the gospel in a way that's faithful mm-hmm. and um Transformative. Yeah. So now you described uh, biblical theology, evangelical, and systematic theology. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people, or even makaliktas natin, who's listening that maybe they're in a seminary, part of a ministry in a church, mm-hmm. and they 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 have this kind of impression that because of what I read in a systematic theology book, this has to be the standard of mm. how we do things in church, mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. This particular theology would would define on how should we worship and like that. Yeah. And then you talked about culture in yeah. the book, right? Yeah. So the question is, why does it matter what culture you're? What was what is uh, what? Why does culture matter? Yeah. In doing theology. Yeah. And especially in the branch of evangelical theology. That's a yeah. great question. So uh, that's really gets to some of the heart of the book, especially yeah. the first half. So. Um, what I would say is a lot of evangelicals have the instinct to say, if theology is basically just talking about God, yeah. who is above culture and beyond culture, yeah. and talking about the Bible, which is from a, a culture in the past, not a culture today, yeah. then why should your contemporary culture matter, right? So if you approach the Bible, whether as a Filipino or an American mm-hmm. or, uh, again, a, a Kenyan, yeah. um, why would it matter? You're going to see the same thing and you're actually trying to uh, in fact, maybe get rid of your culture mm-hmm. in order to see the Bible more clearly. Yeah. That's a common perspective. In fact, I had a student once from China mm-hmm. who told me, as I'm becoming more Christian, I'm becoming less Chinese. I'm trying to get rid of my culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him, he was a first-generation convert. So he felt that his culture was the thing that was holding him back from faithfulness to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying to sort of separate those things. So what I argue in the book is, that's not actually how God has designed it. Mm -hmm. That in scripture itself, God always uses the culture of the biblical writers, Mm -hmm. of the the people who he's redeeming, in order to speak uh, and reveal himself. And he does the same thing today, Mm -hmm. in fact. So um, a Filipino will see something different in the Bible Mm -hmm. than an American, and an American will see something different than uh, someone from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And that's actually important. Mm-hmm. That's how we're supposed to read together. Yeah. Um, so we see the full gospel, the full biblical message. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know who, who, who's, who ta- mentioned to me that, you know, uh, the next wave of theology would be in Southeast Asia. Mm. I forgot who just mm. said that. I just read it in a book. Yeah, it's and, a- it's, and it's becoming like a, not only theology moving to a certain place, but it's going to be a global aspect which is one of the purpose in your book yeah right yeah, it's a yeah. global church yeah now i want to ask is maybe Makaliktasatin, who's also asking this question is how far is too far mm. like example mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, filipinos see this kind of theology and then americans see this how far is too far in terms of culture 
Yeah. How far is the extreme that you know we always just see it in our cultural perspective? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is a great question. <laughs> so that's exactly the kind of question. I'm gonna that, pass in your course. Yeah. So you, you, you'll well, yeah, just read the book and you'll, you'll know the answer. So um, what I, I I would say it's not so much about being too far, yeah. but it is more about. Um, Uh, getting the process right mm -hmm. and trying to make sure that uh, we don't uh, make an idol of our culture mm -hmm. or of our of our own views yeah um, and that instead we submit ourselves to scripture mm -hmm. which is the voice of God and can speak across all cultures mm -hmm. right so it it speaks into our cultures and some things it affirms right yeah. actually that's where like uh, we can see things in scripture Uh, that other people from other cultures usually miss. Mm. Um, now, on the other side, uh, the scriptures also critique every culture in the world. So there are yeah. some things about our culture we have to give up and lay at the altar of the gospel. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we need each other to see, <laughs> especially those blind spots. Yeah. And I think that's one of the quotes that I remember, I think from Richard Neighbor. Mm. Mm -hmm. Is this Christ... Uh, so yeah, the, that's, he, that's he a, has a a famous uh, no, a, a no, famous no. way of thinking about Christ and culture. Yeah. Uh, there are several different models, yeah. right? So Christ against culture, mm -hmm. Christ above culture, mm -hmm. Christ transforming culture, etc. So um, that this this book actually there's a, a discussion of Niebuhr in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think his category those categories are helpful, mm -hmm. but they're a little bit outdated. Actually, the way he was using the word culture meant something different in From the 1950s it, uh, yeah. than what it means today. Day. Yeah, and it was really a North American conversation. He so, was really addressing the North American uh, church. So how would you, how would you define it today? Ah, okay. In terms of that relationship, yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess I I don't think it's I, I don't have a simple uh, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. three word answer, but I would say that um, we are called to use the local tools mm -hmm. that are available to us in our local cultures. Yeah. Um, To bring those to help us uncover the riches of the gospel in scripture. Yeah. And then we're supposed to work alongside our Christian brothers and sisters from other yeah. cultures. Yeah. So that we make sure it's not just one note of, mm -hmm. of the biblical story that we keep focusing on, but that we hear the parts that they uh, that we tend to miss. Yeah. Can I give an example of oh, that? Sure. So one example of this is Um, for North Americans or Westerners who don't mm -hmm. grow up around a lot of severe uh, poverty, yeah. um, if you grow up just sort of in a middle-class suburban neighborhood, um, you read the Bible and you often miss how much of the Bible is addressing issues of poverty and justice. Mm -hmm. So you could read the book of James and you think it's mostly about just sort of like faith and works, whatever. Yeah. But when you read the book of James and you've lived in a slum mm -hmm. for most of your life, or you are in the process of trying to help uplift people from yeah. severe poverty, you see suddenly the theme of mm. doing justice to the poor, of ensuring that uh, in our churches we are economically um, uh, partners with one another. Yeah. Um, that suddenly jumps out at you. Yeah. And actually this happened in the North American church. There was this awakening that happened mm -hmm. because of the Latin American church primarily mm. that saw that reality and pointed it out. And at first the North American Christians were a little bit skeptical. They thought, oh, I'm not <laughs> sure if that's really there. Yeah. But of course, when you go back to scripture and you say, oh yeah, no, it's all over the place. Not just James, but really all through the Bible, mm -hmm. that theme is there. So that's just a, a, a small example of yeah. how um, 
where you are situated culturally will influence what you see yeah. in the Bible. I forgot whose professor in our school mentioned that that he presented a passage, and then he talked to an uh, American and talked to an Asian or I think an Indian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they saw two pers- different perspectives. But it has the same meaning in in scripture. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. other one is um, sort of like yeah, faith and works, mm-hmm. and then the other is saw is seeing it in their po- in the events of the poverty and yeah. justice. So. Yeah. That's how I see and appreciate. Oh, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a small example, but actually it can be multiplied over and over. Yeah. Right? And um, what happens when we get stuck in our own sort of cultural loop mm-hmm. is that we do tend to make an idol out of our own culture. And mm. we, hear, we hear our own culture instead of God's voice. Yeah. and uh, the voice of the full church. Yeah. So it's like a choir singing just one part, right? Yeah. Rather than all the parts singing together. Oh. Yeah. And speaking of singing together, there are people who's <laughs> commenting in our live chat. Uh, here's, um, let me see here, Hope. Yeah, Hope. Hi, Hope. Owens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. She said, hello from Kenya. Miss the Philippines and seeing your family. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hope Good and Nate. Food. Hello. Good to see you. Uh, Jenilyn Varon. Hi, Jenny. Ate. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see she's you. She's from IGSL. Yeah. Uh, she's a good friend of our family. Oh, so, yeah. hello. Congrats. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then Israel Bunsoy says, where can I buy the book? Or, yes. or brother Daniel Bakanaman. <laughs> so I think this is the announcer and they're going to come in. Okay. Or we're going to announce it later. Sure, no, whenever, yeah. yeah. We're going to announce it right now. Okay. Okay. So Dr. Shaver, we're going to do the honor for sharing the announcement. So first of all, we're working on getting hard copies of the book available in the Philippines. Uh, it's going to take a little time. Yeah. So maybe in the next two months, keep checking back. But uh, in the meantime, you can buy it on Amazon, on Kindle, uh, and on Baker Academics' website. But uh, we, I have a few copies that the publisher gave me, and I'm happy to share one with a viewer. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you decide how to do that. All right. I don't know we're the gonna put that, the but. We're going to put the mechanics after the break. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So, Makaliktas, we're going to give you a copy, just one. One blessed winner and a viewer. Uh, why evangelical theology needs a church? You're gonna win this, so stick around, Makalikta, so you know the mechanics and how to win. So maybe Israel will be the one who wins. <laughs> so I cannot buy them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Here's a Totrun Tin. Hello, teacher Steve. Oh, there's Great to see you. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of fans and students. <laughs> All right. So, Makaliktas, if you have any questions about the book or about a certain topic or theology, we can loop that in and put it on as our question later on after the break. So, we're going to take a break and we're going to play some tracks from Serialite. Okay, let's play a track. This is the song, The Love of the Father. It's only here on Sage Radio. We're taking back the airwaves for Jesus. You're with Daniel on WhatsApp. You're with Daniel on WhatsApp. It's Daniel on WhatsApp. Take you back The airwaves for Jesus This is Sage Radio And you're tuning in So what's up Where we talk about life And everything else Around the metro I'm still here With Dr. Steve Pardue A professor at IGSL And the author of Why Evangelical Theology Needs the Global Church So now We had our huddle time And we have decided For the mechanics For the mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. Yeah To get this A single copy of the book So Um 
can it, we will just choose who's the winner so not okay. the first copy okay okay so the question that we wanted for you to answer regarding to get a book of a copy is what is the famous quote that um, richard neighbor that we've mentioned before the break mm. right so what's nice. that quote from richard neighbor that we mentioned before we we took our break so you can comment that in our live chat and on facebook so, so that we could see so if you're on youtube you can comment it on facebook and then we're gonna see the answers and we're gonna read them if you got it exactly right so that's the question so in order for you to get the copy of the book you have to answer the famous quote from richard neighbor and we're gonna pick a winner uh, before we end the show all right so, Dr. Steve, you have a question here. Mm-hmm. But before that, let's uh, mention some people from in our live chat. This is Don Hope Candia Peñalosa. He's the he's the he was one of the people from the Christian Think Tank. Mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, hello. Hi. Uh, to hope you. to see you soon. He's from Davao. Yeah. So, hope to see you soon in Manila. Best just, city in the world. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> just just let me know, Don Hope, and then we're gonna have a conversation. And before that, it's Reynan Fernando. Hi, Hi Kuya Steve. Here's Giancarlo Legaspi. Hi, Giancarlo. Hello, Kuya Steve. And, and from Tai Maningning, good afternoon, Kuya Steve and Pardu. God bless the work of your hands. All Thank caps. You. So it emphasis that the Lord, that the Lord would bless you. Right. Amen. Here's a, a quote from Telo. Of course, one of our uh, good friends. Yes. <laughs> good afternoon, Dr. Steve. I have a question. Sometimes the reason why as Filipino pastors, morals of our theological resources come from the West is not because of cultural idolatry, but because the Western resources are just better. Mm. It's a reality. So my question is this. How do you think we can improve the quality of our local theological resources in the Philippines and Asia? Thank wow. you. That's a great question, Tello, and I think uh, I appreciate you raising it because I think it's something we often uh, struggle with and reflect on. Yeah. So just to put some numbers to that, just mm-hmm. first of all, so I don't know, what percentage of the church, of the global church, do you would you think is n- based in North America? The church? Yeah. How many, like, of Christians? Yeah. What percent? 50? Yeah. So the answer is 11. Oh, what? 11% what? of Christians live in North America. Oh. And yet, 95, maybe 99% of the published sort of theological work is written by and for, really targeted at that North American audience. Um, Now, that's not a problem. That's not Mm -hmm. wrong. Uh, There's nothing that says those resources have to be, you know, perfectly even or Mm -hmm. proportionally distributed. Um, And the reality is, as Tello is noting, many of the resources, even though they're oriented primarily at the North, uh, for the North American audience, mm-hmm. they're great. The whole church enjoys them, right? Yeah. So I'm thankful for them and I, I don't have any problem with that. But um, I think we can all agree that um, getting that alignment a little bit better yeah. would be healthy for the global mm-hmm. church because uh, Filipinos have different questions than Thai people and Thai people have different questions than uh, 
um, you know, uh, people from Kenya. So, mm-hmm. and uh, we want theology, as we said earlier, to really meet the needs of the local church mm-hmm. as it serves uh, God's people mm-hmm. in each place and brings the gospel to every nation. Mm-hmm. So, how do we uh, how do we address that? What Tello is noting, there's just reality mm-hmm. of most of the sort of best resources are still targeted at North America mm-hmm. and coming from there. How do we address that? I think mm-hmm. the answer is. Um, First of all, read the book. (laughs) (laughs) Get the book. Uh, No. um, I think uh, it's going to take time. Yeah. And it's going to take uh, concerted effort. Mm -hmm. Um, So when Filipino theologians, for example, go to write their their, uh, theology books, Mm -hmm. articles, uh, uh, you know, discipleship resources, Mm -hmm. they need to really be creative and think about their local context Mm -hmm. rather than just trying to reach, let's say, the West. and I think, uh, you know, places like BSOP, yeah. IGSL, mm-hmm. AGST, our hope is not just that we will train you to uh, learn, but yeah. also train you to write. Uh, so, uh, train Tello, me to write. Cello, yes. we're waiting for you to write uh, another more. book. Yes, yeah. <laughs> write more. Uh, and I think the, the last thing I'll say is I think there's not, there doesn't have to be a choice between mm-hmm. taking the best of what Western resources have to mm-hmm. offer and addressing our local context. Yeah. We can do both of those things together. That's cool. Yeah. So Tello, uh, Dr. Pardue answers your question. It's a free question because if you're in school, it's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> a to- different setting. <laughs> <laughs> you have to approach the office and the likes. <laughs> so uh, I think we want to we wanna emphasize on the, the mechanics of the question earlier because mm. they're sending mm-hmm. quotes. So earlier, Dr. Pardue and I mentioned a quote from Richard Neighbor which is about culture. So I think it's three parts, I think. Mm. Or four. It has four yeah. or five uh, It's above views. and yes. in. So yep. you have clues right now. Yep. So yep. something about culture, about uh, about in, out, and something like that. So yeah. from Richard Neighbor. So right. if, let's have to be clear so that we could see that uh, what's the quote that we want to see. All right. So uh, Olan Ray Manuel from our Viber community says, hi, he's currently in Singapore. All right. So we have listeners from Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. It's cool. So, um, Dr. Pardew, we want to go back to our topic about culture in a sense because mm-hmm. you want to also answer this question is um, how culture does our theological thinking? So, how does it affect mm. on how we um, get to learn or get to know more about theology? Mm-hmm. And what are the good and somehow the concerning factors of yeah. culture yeah. that um, influencing on our thinking about God and theology. Yeah, yeah. So let me actually answer that by trying to refer to how I see culture kind of um, treated throughout the biblical text. Yeah. I think that's actually very insightful. Mm-hmm. So the first place that you really see cultural diversity mm-hmm. um, really becoming a focus of the Bible is at the Tower of Babel. So there in Genesis 11, we have humanity kind of coming together to do something. It's not totally clear. They're building a tower and a city, Mm -hmm. what's going on. But we know that um, uh, part of it is um, a focus on making a name, right? Uh, Lifting up their their name as a community. Mm -hmm. And as a result, God scatters them, Mm -hmm. right? And that's actually the first place we get linguistic and cultural diversity. So it could be tempting to think cultural diversity is actually a curse. It's Mm -hmm. something we need to be rescued from. 
But when you read through the Bible, what's interesting is uh, it's never treated that way. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, Israel is given cultural practices by God that are similar to their ancient Near Eastern neighbors. Mm -hmm. uh, rather than just dropping some alien <laughs> new ideas right yeah, into yeah, the world, yeah. he adopts those, those practices and he turns them toward redemption and toward holiness. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting is in Acts 2 at the day of Pentecost there is this mirror of yeah, the yeah. Tower of Babel event yeah. and actually the text I think there's I argue in the book there's some similarities there that are designed to echo that Tower yeah. of Babel event but instead of the Tower of Babel being undone why everyone speaks the same language mm -hmm. and has now some new culture mm -hmm. they actually speak their own languages they hear each other in their own languages mm -hmm. And so that plurality persists mm -hmm. instead of being, but it's repaired, right? And then finally, the next snapshot mm -hmm. is in Revelation 7. Yeah. What does it look like for humanity to be redeemed mm -hmm. at the end of God's redemptive work? Mm -hmm. Well, what does the author notice? Mm -hmm. This is a, a people from every tribe and tongue mm, yeah. and nation, and they're worshiping God in their own languages yeah. and maintaining that cultural diversity and distinction. So I think that's one of the ways we can see that culture is designed, uh, is part of God's design mm -hmm. for us to worship and declare the gospel and even to understand it. It's not something he's trying to undo or yeah. help us escape from. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really great, um, Yeah, that's a good insight for us to see. I think I heard that from a preaching by A.J. Soboda mm, okay. uh, from the Bible and Acts. Yeah. I, I, yep. I just, I'm just enlightened about what Revelation says. So it's yep. like a three picture. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about it in the book. So yes. I'm really excited yep. to, <laughs> the book. to read take it and read it more. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of culture, since you've mentioned about uh, Babel and um, Acts mm -hmm. and Revelation, Mm -hmm. So the, how does now the Bible talk about culture? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's the question I was trying to get at there. So let me just add a couple more things. So yeah. in the New Testament, you actually see the church trying to unpack this. Mm -hmm. How do we live as a people who are now multiple cultures in one place? Because yeah. remember, Israel they kind of had a simple job. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there were different, of course, personalities, things like that, but they had one primary culture. Mm -hmm. uh, and now suddenly you've introduced every culture in the world. Mm -hmm. And so um, early Christians, the book of Acts, are trying to sort that out. For example, uh, the uh, Acts 15 council yeah. is partly focused on that question. Yeah. How do we live with Jews and Gentiles together? Romans also. Uh, looking at that question yeah and what they try to do is they they don't try to say let's all you know get rid of our culture mm -hmm. and become one thing yeah instead it's let's let's hold on to the best of that and let's live together harmoniously mm -hmm. and allow our cultural diversity to complement one another yeah. rather than to to divide <laughs> yeah. right yeah. so it's a great way to discover that culture actually contributes in a good sense um, to how we not only see the world but also see our country yeah yeah and yeah. Um, I think it's a challenge to some Christians mm -hmm. that we want to see that um, oh it's because I've heard this from a pastor in somewhere so we mm -hmm. must adapt and mm -hmm. then uh, I heard this um, a quote from a book somewhere so we must adapt mm. so I just see that there's a concern about um, how we just like Tello would ask the question about it so um, thank you, uh, Dr. Yeah. Cardi, for um, giving that wonderful insight. I, I'm just really, I, I'm really doing reflection, and I'm just enlightened of of, of uh, how can we 
do more. It's because I think maybe maybe it's a question to you as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, since we talked about culture, we talked about um, theology and mm-hmm. how does culture affect us. What's what's now the role of the church mm. today? Great question. So, um, how can we now deal with these things? Mm-hmm. And if, if if there's a pastor listening or a leader, how would they um, impart? those um, teachings or those things that they have realized yeah. and to make the church all the more fruitful not just in their own local church but as a global church yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow that's a huge question <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me ask let, let me answer first um, on the local church level yeah I think one of the things we can do especially if you live uh, here in the Philippines or in Asia where uh, there are fewer resources that yeah. are really uh making the most of our local cultures mm-hmm. here um that that's something pastors should be doing in fact that's something they're already doing most yeah. of them naturally mm-hmm. they just don't even realize it maybe yeah. uh, right so they're every sunday trying to help the gospel make a deep acquaintance mm-hmm. with their local congregation and with their local culture yeah and so i think what uh what i would say is first of all just be encouraged do that work uh let your culture inform uh and help kind of heighten your experience of scripture yeah. and the gospel. Um, the the other thing I would say just more globally mm-hmm. is that the church is the vehicle God has chosen yeah. to unfold his plan of redemption among all nations. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the global church is in the title of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just that we need diversity. It's that we need the, the, the full church yeah. with all of its uh, amazing diversity and cultural mm-hmm. uh, dynamics, which is challenging mm-hmm. uh, to bring together, but it's also beautiful and good, and it's the way God has actually ordained yeah. for his plan of redemption to unfold. It's yeah. through this church. The church is the only organization in the world that can do that. It's like in Ephesians mm-hmm. that, uh, that God has given us some pastors and teachers in order for the church to be at, attain all the unity. Yes, yeah, yes, and and, it's, and and to grow into the full maturity yeah. of what God has designed, uh, so that it can attain the full measure of Christ yeah. and un- unpack the full riches of the gospel. That's true, and that's yeah. why we're here yeah. <laughs> talking. Right. And some of the yeah. people who's commenting yeah. in our live chat is here yeah. is because we want to see that someday. You know that the Lord is. We'll build all each other up and then to the day that we see the Lord and worshiping Him yeah. in eternity. Yes. Amen. Yes. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pardue, for that. And we're going to have another break. Sounds good. And later on, we're going to announce the winner. All right. And we're going to have some challenge for you. Okay. A surprise challenge. It's just, oh, it's right. easy. Okay. It's easy. All right. So don't be pressured about that. <laughs> okay. So Makaliktas Natin has been um, sending their entries. Mm. So oh, Olan says he's, he commented that he was in Manila now. So there are a lot of people answering their questions about the culture, culture thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and about Christ. So later on, we're gonna read uh, the quote. Um, how do we say it? In with with precision mm-hmm. and at the same time quality. If you get the answer right, it's because there are a lot, you see a lot of things here. You see a lot of answers here. So we're gonna look at it during the break. We're gonna use our glasses to see in our theological lens <laughs> to to see if you got the right answer. All right, we're gonna take a break. 
We're gonna have Dr. Pardue with us still to do the challenge in the sink and to announce the winner mm. for our challenge this afternoon. Um, but before that, we're gonna say hi to Richard Biswas Alex. Hi, Richard. Hello. Yes, I'm listening from Bangladesh. from Bangladesh. So we have Great. listeners from Bangladesh right here. All right. And of course, Dr. Nehemiah Sia. Uh, senior, he, we had him the show before. Also. Yes, yeah, yeah. We talk great. about his book. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break, but for now, let's play a track that's been familiar to all of us here. Um, maybe you know this. Maybe you've listened to this when you were in high school. This is one of the songs that people want to play in terms of having that kind of a worship atmosphere. Mm. Here's a track from Desperation Band. Here's the track. It's called Amazed. It's only here on Sage Radio. We're taking back the airwaves for Jesus. What's up? You're with Daniel on What's Up. It's Daniel on What's Up. Take it back the airwaves for Jesus as a Sage Radio. We are tuning in to What's Up, where we talk about life and everything else around the metro. Now, some of you who's um, listening right now, just like right now on the live stream, some of you are asking why there's no audio. It's because when we are we were taking a break, we are playing songs on the Save Radio app. So if you want to listen to the songs that we're playing, you can download the app for free. It's a Google Play and Apple Store. It's all for free and you can listen to uh, the songs we're playing 24-7 and even in our live interviews. So unfortunately, we don't play the songs um, on Facebook and on YouTube, but you can listen to it on the Save Radio app or on saved.ph. All right. So we want to shout out some people here on the show, on the live chat. Here's Randall Ong. Uh, hello, Randall. Hey, Randall. Um, uh, naging prof ko yan si Kuya Steve. So he he uh, he's your student. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Randall is a is a good friend of mine. Mm. His little brother Ron is my batchmate in high school. Ah, okay. so nice. Yeah. Small world. Yeah, small world. And you want to say congratulations to my batchmate uh, Gerald Kayabyab. Uh, congratulations on your marriage. Mm. It's a bit of a reunion there in Batangas last week. And uh, we have, let's see here, Totuang Tin. It, it is a break They will come back later Oh, I think She just responded To our comment earlier Alright, so later on We're gonna announce the winner We have picked already a winner <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually Let's see Maybe So, someone commented it here oh, What? Okay. So um, Do we choose the, the one That I we don't know. we've seen I earlier? Don't know how to do it how Oh, to my Okay, let's see the timeline earlier um, It's This is 11 minutes And this is for so I think this is earlier. Okay. All right. So All right. okay. I think we have a winner. Okay, we have a winner, and we have a winner. in listener, Calvin Hauser. Hey, Calvin. Hey, Steve. Congrats on your book. Thank you. All right. Okay. So, Doctor Steve, we're gonna talk about something that you've asked before, and maybe you can explain mm. more. Um, mm-hmm. um, expand more about it is that dichotomy mm-hmm. that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Can you um, mm-hmm. explain to us further? And give us that kind of a um, maybe a segue, and I'm gonna do a last question. Then. Sure, we do the good. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I think often comes up when we talk about using our culture to interact with our theological views, yeah, is 
Um, like earlier, we asked, how do we make sure that our culture doesn't take over and yeah. really become an idol or uh, distort the voice of God? Yeah. So we talked about how scripture needs to be a, an important check on that. Mm-hmm. Also, we talked about how we need to interact with other members of the church yeah. from other cultures. Mm-hmm. That helps us make sure that we see our blind spots. So one more thing that I would say we, we need to do to make sure that we can interact with culture in our theological thinking mm-hmm. but not let it take over yeah and that is to read old books to look mm. at the great tradition of the church especially from uh the first five centuries of the church mm-hmm. um and uh there's a there's a really interesting uh author from ghana mm-hmm. unfortunately he passed away at a, at a fairly young age mm-hmm. but he did this very interesting work where he said, I want to serve the Ghanaian church. I want to help them see how the gospel connects with the African context. Mm-hmm. But um, the way he did it was actually by looking at the early church. Uh, because he said, actually, our situation is very similar to how the early church um, mm. struggled. They, they had the same questions we do as the gospel Whenever the gospel goes into a new culture, a new Mm -hmm. place, it raises lots of new questions. Mm -hmm. And so he looked at how the second century church, um, actually how the African church can learn from the second century church. So it's a, it's a, uh, a lot of people think you have to choose between paying attention to your culture and accepting the great tradition, but Mm -hmm. I think they go together, Mm -hmm. they inform each other. Oh, so it's another reason to study church history. Yeah, uh, you're convincing me. And the great tradition of the church. Yes, (laughs) yeah. So, just anyone out there, if you are interested in these questions, you need to consider uh, studying BSOP, IGSL, or uh, if you already have done a master's degree, come do the THM or PhD. Yeah, Uh, it is so much fun. We have a blast, and um, I I know it's an amazing program. (laughs) I really enjoy the students and and colleagues I have there. Yeah. So So maybe this is a fun question since you mentioned that we need to revisit some parts mm. of history mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, give me your top three or top five scholars currently present or past in the first five centuries that you've been reading a lot or gaining inspiration from sure in yeah. the first five centuries specifically yeah okay. first five or maybe yeah. current sure or okay so all present. across yeah. all right all right so let me start early yeah. so i think uh the first one that uh i just for example at agst we just yeah. had a course called reading augustine in asia mm. um, augustine of hippo is a north african bishop yeah he served as a pastor but was also a, a prolific theologian mm-hmm. um one of the deepest and most uh, impressive thinkers of mm. the church and he's from africa mm-hmm. um gregory of nyssa is another one i yeah, would yeah, recommend yeah. a very important theologian in the history of the church mm-hmm. um one of the cappadocian fathers who helped preserve the the doctrine of the trinity yeah um and a very creative thinker as mm-hmm. well uh, let's see, moving forward in history, I actually have had a real rediscovery of Thomas Aquinas. Mm. Um, don't, although what I would say is don't, don't start with the Summa, start with a commentary. He wrote mm-hmm. a lot of biblical commentaries and you'll find there this uh, very deep way of thinking, uh, not just philosophically, but systematically yeah. uh, about uh, the faith but he's he's really actually he's a pastor at heart. yeah he, he's not a philosopher um, <laughs> fundamentally um, actually moving forward from there let's say John Calvin I think, okay uh, I think uh, wh- wherever theological perspective you come from 
Uh, you have to acknowledge John Calvin is just a, an incredibly balanced and thoughtful thinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he works with the Bible well. He also really worked with the people of God in his time mm-hmm. to try to transform culture. Yeah. Um, and then, um, let's see, uh, maybe I'll pull something contemporary or yeah. you know, fairly contemporary is John Webster. John mm-hmm. Webster, uh, hard to read. Uh, but uh, it's worth the effort. He yeah. is an incredible thinker. Unfortunately, passed away uh, a few years ago, but mm-hmm. um, really has set the agenda for evangelical theology in the 20th century, I think, in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Stephen Fardu, for being with us on the show and giving us a quick look on your book. And I'm, I'm excited to read it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read it after the show. So. All right. Yeah, great. Some reflections about it. Great. And maybe the last question that um, maybe we want to talk to our audience, Makaliktas, is that mm. now we talked about the church and the culture. What about indiv- as an individual? As an individual mm-hmm. or as a follower of Christ? Mm-hmm. How... All these things I've been learning about evangelical theology. Now, how how what is or your advice mm. or maybe your a couple of words that you want to say that mm. um, as an encouragement to those who has given a passion at the same time to you know um, be united to other churches, mm-hmm. not to be locked in a certain mm. you know framework and the mm-hmm. likes. Mm-hmm. How can I, as a Christian, um, represent Christ in my culture and to be making an impact? into the world Mm, yeah yeah what a great question so i would say it really starts with being aware of your culture Mm -hmm. first of all so you need to um pay attention to where your culture and your language Mm -hmm. um maybe has something distinctive uh so for example i have a student who's working right now on how the filipino culture uh that is more communal in nature Mm -hmm. helps us understand the biblical concept of covenant better right? mm. often the covenant is is understood as sort of a relationship between me and god mm-hmm. just one on one on one but uh so that's a good example yeah. Be, start start looking for uh how your culture connects with the the good news and yeah. helps deepen it uh, and then at the same time try to get around other people from other cultures as much as you can yeah and listen to them let them uh teach you don't just try to teach them <laughs> Can I amend my last answer also? Yeah, yeah sure. One more theologian yeah, okay. from the Philippines. Okay, okay, sure. Tim Hinaire okay. uh, is, I think, one of the most uh, promising and effective kind of uh, people at explaining mm-hmm. uh, not only how uh, Philippine culture, but also Asian cultures um, help us understand the gospel better. And you yeah. can get his books locally very easily yeah so, so we want to shout out to uh, Dr. Tim Hinaire. Uh he's one of the author or the general uh, editor of the book Amanamin mm-hmm. that's been launched recently mm-hmm. and he's currently the president of a Phoebus College of Bible so maybe you want to enroll so at Phoebus as well yeah yeah, yeah. so maybe Dr. Pardo can you take this opportunity to promote the book and at the same time IGSL Sure. All right. Uh, so again, the book is Why Evangelical Theology Needs the Global Church. Mm-hmm. It is available now from the publisher Baker Academic. You can Google it or you can find it on Amazon, on Kindle, or I think they'll ship it here now yeah. if, you, if you can manage that. Um, we're working on getting more books available locally. Yeah. Uh, so I hope, I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll read it, give it a try, and even disagree with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hope you'll also consider IGSL. Uh, AGST uh, those are uh, sort of my family here in the Philippines and I love being a part of that 
global community in both yeah. of those places. I would love to be a part of AJSD also. All right. Yeah, all okay, right. All right. Okay, soon, we, soon. We can shake hands on live. Okay, it's a deal. Okay. It's a deal. Okay. It's a deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank right. you so much, Dr. Pardu. And before we end the show and before we announce the winner, mm. uh, we have some surprise for, a surprise for you. Mm. So we're going to play a game. Okay. Maybe you've seen this also in Telo's show. Maybe I, I, I get did, a clue I, about it. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. So the game is named The Tunes is because we are a Christian radio station that plays Christian songs. <laughs> so we're going to play some tracks that uh, you're going to guess maybe the artist or the song or both. Okay. And Makaliktas, if you're watching, you can also um, help out uh, Dr. Pardu oh, if please. he doesn't please help. Uh, discover that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, someone is... Um, in our live chat here is Jeremiah, hey, Jeremiah. IGSL represent nice <laughs> hearing from you Kuya Steve yes. and uh, Primo hey. Paul Me Jr wow glad to see you here again yeah so it's like a reunion online <laughs> alright so we're gonna play some tracks and then uh, we're just gonna play it for a couple of seconds as you know the reason why alright and then okay. uh, we're gonna play this and we will let you um, guess what the song is all about okay here's okay. the first song Okay. Okay. That's City Light. Yeah. Is it The Love of the Father? All right. You All get right. it. One point. Love of okay. the Father. Okay. That's, right. that's The Love of the Father by City Light. Okay. Okay. Next song. Oh. You know, you know guitar songs are really... Too, there are too many songs that start like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to skip a part and then going to play a, okay, another give part. Okay. Give me another segment. Okay. So, uh, isn't an artist I, that was a never-ending chorus? I don't chorus. know the title, right? Is it who's the artist? Under of the King. So Chris Tomlin. All right. Is it? Okay. Yes. Yes, right. yes. Yes. You're and correct. It's uh, what's the title of that song? All the Earth Rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, you're you're almost there. Go how to the great court. is our God? God. There we go. <laughs> All right. Okay, how great is our God? Then Israel right. said, how great is our nice. God? Yeah. Thanks, Israel. But your help doesn't give you the book. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how great is our God for Chris Tomlin? Next song. Hmm. Okay. Mm. So Now uh, it's a piano. Um... Only a holy God. Wow. City Light. Light. There, there we go. go. Three right. points. Okay. So that was Only a Holy God by Serie Okay, next song. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you don't know? Okay. I'm, I'm blank. I'll, 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 I'll skip another part. Okay, so all right. was blind. Okay, so clearly it's a it's a version of Amazing Grace. Okay, my chains are gone. Yes, that one. Yes, and the artist. I don't know who that is. You don't know who is that it is. Chris Tomlin. Yes, again? that's right. Okay, that's right. Chris Tomlin. All <laughs> that's right. always a good bet. Okay, all right, Chris all right. Tomlin. Okay, is our guard. Okay, um, this is the next. The next song is maybe you're familiar with, but it's a has a different type of okay, tempo okay. to it. Okay. So okay. how great? Uh, how great is our God? Amazing Grace by Chris Tomlin. Last song. There is no shadow. Just a song, maybe you can guess. Okay, so uh, 
Okay, wait. Why am I blanking on this? There is no shadow to, of turning with the yeah. Um, Great is thy faithfulness. All right. Yeah, but I don't know the artist. The artist is Jimmy Needham. Ah, yeah. okay, so this is his version of good. Great is thy faithfulness. Sounded beautiful. Yeah, you can hit it to that. All right. So congratulations, Doctor wow. Pardo. You've passed oh. the name that tune. Yeah. See, it's a hundred percent. All of our guests could get it hundred percent. So, and also thank With you, Makaliktas, for the assist. Nice. Yeah. So all the songs that uh, Doctor Pardo um, guest, you can send us a request on Save Radio, so we can play that for you, and you can listen to us twenty four seven. So um, one of my favorite is Jamie Needham's version. It's like mm. more of a blues type mm-hmm. of track. Yeah, I like it. He's more like like that. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're now going to announce the winner uh, of the book. Woo! But first, we have to read the whole part of what Richard Neighbor said about Christ and culture, so okay. that we could get it correctly. Yes. And we're gonna and we're gonna source it out, or we're gonna read out one of the winner or the winner. That we chose because he got the complete parts of it which is five okay so now, right. we, now we have a winner yeah and this person chose or answered f- the five points of what richard neighbor said about christ and culture so the first one is christ against culture second is christ of culture third is christ above culture Fourth is Christ and culture in paradox. And lastly, Christ, the transformer of culture. So congratulations to Sir Modesto Biolango. Uh, Biolango. Right. Yes. Well done. Is, is that his third? Yep. Same is third. Third, yes. Uh, why third? Uh, he's the, th- the third Modesto in his family. Oh, okay. The, That's the why. third. Okay. Yeah. So congratulations for Rini getting the book of Why Evangelical Theology Needs a Global Church. Is this your current student? Yes, he's in our PhD program. So right you can now. you can yes. give it to him so in the I'll, class. I'll pass it along. Okay, so yeah. the author himself will give you the copy. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Modesto. During your class. Yeah. <laughs> so hope to have a fruitful conversation in your class. <laughs> All yes. right. So um, that's it. And thank you so much, Dr. Stephen Pardew, for being with us. I hope this not to be the end, but more collaborations to come. Sounds great. And um, I appreciate the conversation. And I hope to learn from you very, very soon as well. All right. You can have some coffee in a bit or Sounds soon. Great. Yes. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Yeah. So we have one last request. Uh, we usually do this from uh, with our guests. So you can see the logo here. Out, mm-hmm. um, here. It's, it's Save Radio. We're taking back the airwaves for Jesus. And we want for you to say it with us or say it with us, mga right. and listeners. So okay. it's like, for example, uh, I'm Dr. Stephen Pardue and this is State Radio. We're taking back the airwaves for Jesus. Okay, I'll do Can you best. do that for us? I'll try. Okay. <laughs> so first take in three, two, one. You can do it. I'm Dr. Steve Pardue. This is Saved Radio. We're taking back the airwaves for Jesus. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Pardue. And Makaliktas, thank you so much for listening to us. Again, you you can get Why Evangelical Theology Needs a Global Church in all 
or in Amazon and, and platforms you can see on you, uh, Google mm-hmm. you can Google it out and you can see where they come from Baker Academic you can get it from themselves as well and copies will be here soon but it's soon so yes. if you want to grab a copy immediately just order at Amazon or Baker That's Academic right. yeah. and uh, again if you want to enroll uh, the Lord calls you to the ministry you can enroll IGSL they have great courses resources admin and at the same time professors like Dr. Steve Pardew is going to help you out and if you're pursuing THM or PhD you can go to Asia Graduate School of Theology in AGST alright Makaliktas. for now we're going to end our live stream but the music will not stop because we're going to play your favorite Christian music 24-7 you can download the Save Radio app on Google Play and Apple Store you can see that in our screen right there in the left and at the same time you can go to the Save Radio podcast and subscribe to Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you can listen to the whole conversation that we have with Dr. Pardew and talking about evangelical theology for the global church but for now Makaliktas we're gonna end this live stream with a track from Jimmy Needham that we played earlier on here's the track A Greatest Die Faithfulness it's only here on Sage Radio Taking back the airwaves for Jesus. Makaliktas, stay safe and stay saved via the live stream. There's more at the Saved Radio app. Download it today to tune in to 24-7 of Christian music and encouraging messages from God's Word.